Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. This afternoon, we'll take a look ahead to the first round of the NHL playoffs as the Flames will face off against the Stars. Plus, we'll hand out our series predictions and look ahead to tonight's draft lottery. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as they come out each day. So, uh, Toronto's out of the playoffs, thankfully. How about that? <laughs> Our loser, or my loser of the week, was the Leafs fans for having to yeah. endure another 3 nothing loss in the playoffs. And then, or sorry, a 3 nothing blown lead in the playoffs. Yeah. And then they turn around and come back from their own three-goal lead. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's like pretty cool. Like I was watching that game and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it was happening. And then game five, I was like, well, the Leafs are going to win. Like surely to God, like they, they finally they came back to. from their own three-nothing lead and they just laid the fattest egg I've ever seen a playoff team lay. Like they lost, I don't know what the score was, two-nothing or something? I th- yeah, I, th- I think it ended up being three-nothing um, with the empty net goal. That team is like so... <laughs> Like awful. Like how it's are they that so good but that bad? So tune in to Locked On Leafs with my boy Mike DeStefano. We used to work <laughs> together, so he's awesome. That's a great podcast, and uh, he has a lot to talk about, especially in the off season. Oh, so, I might have to give that a listen. Thank God we're not. Or thank God the Leafs are not the Flames. If that makes sense. Oh, yes. Thank God it would be fun to talk about, but my God, we actually have playoffs to talk about. Real playoff yes. hockey, and it starts tomorrow against the Stars, which was our most wanted to play team on our list last Mm -hmm. week. And I am very happy that it's uh, not the blues, (laughs) but I, um, I think that, I think it'll be a fun series. Maybe not as intense as um, the Winnipeg series, but I do think that we will see some quality playoff hockey. Yeah, I think it'll be fun for Flames fans because they really do have a chance to win this series. I don't know if there's necessarily a favorite in this one. Um, I, I think you, the, I could see the Stars or the Flames winning uh, either way. It's pretty 50-50. It's not mm-hmm. as you know tight on paper like it was before the Jets series, um, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Dallas win. I definitely wouldn't be shocked to see the Flames win either. So I think it'll be fun for Flames fans just because you know it's going to be a real series and a real chance for them to win. It's funny, I was looking at... The NHL or sorry, NBC Sports did a power rankings of all these first round series because now we know the matchup of everything. Mm-hmm. Their power ranking had Dallas versus Calgary as dead last as the least, <laughs> I guess, exciting or least <laughs> looked forward to series. And you know, I I don't think I can really argue with them. Yeah. Um, I think if you're a Johnny hockey fan and you don't really you know have a team and you just kind of like the sport, I don't know if you're going to be watching a whole lot of Flames versus Stars. Um, I don't know how much draw there is to this one. But like yeah. I said, for Flames fans, it's going to be awesome because I think they'll have a real chance to win. Absolutely. And I think really um, I like Ben Bishop because he's obviously like a fantastic goalie. He's a brick wall. He's huge. Mm-hmm. So I think that will be fun to watch too. Um, I, but I really think that this is It'll just be a fun playoff series. Yeah, and like Bishop, so the Flames just had to play Hellebuck, who was a Vesna nominee this year. Mm-hmm. Bishop was a Vesna nominee last year. Um, so the Flames, you know, they're not getting any <laughs> goaltending breaks necessarily, but 
the one thing too about Dallas is they were in, in terms of the regular season, which obviously has proven to kind of not mean much right now, um, just with all the time off. Dallas was the second best team in the league when it comes to goals against per game. Only the Bruins were better than Dallas um, wow. in limiting the goals against per game. So, you know, things kind of change. I didn't watch a single round robin game. I don't know about you, Jess, but the round robins games had zero draw to me. Like I want to, I love yeah. the playing rounds because there was intensity and seasons were on the line. I didn't watch a second of the round robin game. So I'm not going to break down the stars performance in their round robin games. Um, but from a couple notes that I gathered, they gave up 36 shots against like on average in the round robin, which is kind of similar to what the jets allowed the flames to do when the flames had a whole bunch of shots against them. So based on the regular season, you kind of like worry about Dallas being a good defensive team mm-hmm. and the flames are going to have opportunities. Um, but in the limited round robin action that I did not see any of, uh, it sounds like Dallas was giving up plenty of shots against. So everything's a crapshoot. Once again, we're yeah. in the same boat. I mean, I didn't watch any of the round robins in the Western Conference at all because, like, suffering through the Bruins losing all three of their games was enough. Mm-hmm. So I – and they didn't have, like, a playoff feel to them at all. So it just, like, wasn't anything exciting. But I I just hope that the Flames have fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like and- – that's I wonder what Dallas was thinking yesterday because uh, I don't know if you know, but neither Sagan nor Bishop played yeah. for the Stars yesterday. And then they were asked, head coach was asked about their status going into game one, which is already tomorrow. And he's like, well, they're day to day. So um, I don't know how serious Dallas was taking yesterday's game. If they didn't really care who they got matched up against, they just wanted to make it into the playoffs healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of seems to be the approach again, from someone who didn't watch a second of the round Robin action. Um, but, you know, from an out- outsider's perspective, I'm fully expecting Sagan to be in the lineup as well as Bishop as well for game one because I guess now the playoffs really technically start even though it feels like the Flames have been in it for a good week and a bit. Yeah. Uh, I It'll be interesting because, like you said, you know, two of their stars were out yesterday and are the flames going to have like a little less momentum because they have been off for a, i don't even know how long it'll be at this point like a little over a week less not than quite a week? a week less than a week but not quite yeah. a week so kind of almost like five days four or five days yeah. um yeah i don't know like it's i was surprised that they announced that the game one's already on tuesday i was bracing kind of for a wednesday or thursday yeah. series start so if that was the case that would have been a week off um so I think even just a couple days earlier than normal is, is obviously helpful to the Flames. I don't know how much rust there's going to be. Like, I think I think both teams are kind of going to be in the same boat where, you know, Dallas only had, what was it, three games? to yep. Three round-robin games. So um, three games at not necessarily the highest intensity level versus Calgary, who had four games at the highest intensity level, but then also had, you know, four or five days off. So I think the Flames and the Stars are both going to kind of be coming in at the same pace, if that makes any sense. Definitely. Um, and game one is, I don't know how interesting game one's going to be. I yeah. think that's going to be a lot of feeling each other out, which always isn't, you know, the most <laughs> exciting hockey. But we'll get there. Hopefully game two or game three. Um, and then we can prove this NBC list wrong that the 
Dark Flames and Stars series is the least <laughs> exciting one to look forward to. But first, let us tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for all the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Now they serve parts from hundreds of manufacturers, but they also service cars of every kind and every brand and every manufacturer possible. Jess, if you think of every car brand that there is in the world, Think about how complicated the website would possibly be. Like, <laughs> could you imagine scrolling through every single car brand, every make, every model? But rockauto.com, it's so easy and so organized. I've been on their website before. You can scroll through like almost, I don't know how many, it must be thousands of car brands, um, but they have it all organized, all laid out nice and easy. And another thing that's great about rockauto.com is they'll give you the best price, no matter if you're the do-it-yourselfer type or more of the professional mechanic, you're getting a great deal either way and they have the evidence to back it up. rockauto.com, uh, go there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. It's almost winter time, so you're going to want to winterize your vehicle. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That is locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Still to come, we were both so right and on the ball with our Jets and Flames predictions, so you'll want to stay tuned for our Stars and Flames predictions, which are 100% guaranteed to be correct. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto, and Sean is at Sean underscore Lavery. What's, what's your prediction going into this? Do you have any outlandish takes or no i have no anything? takes on this series like i was i was i drove home for a half hour just recently so i was trying to like plan out my whole prediction in that half hour car ride and i came up with literally nothing like i have no idea and i went through, i went from like being stars in six to flames in six to flames in seven to flames in four so like i might just literally just blurt one out and then just kind of stick with it and write it out and we'll <laughs> see what happens based on everything I know, which is hardly anything. I'm going to go with the Flames in seven in this series. I think this will be a seven gamer. The first couple are just going to be, you know, a lot of feeling each other out, like I said, last segment, um, and then they'll get into it. And then, you know, we'll go to seven games in this one, I think, which I'm excited. I'm excited to have a normal best of seven series back in my life. Really? I'm not sure if I was a fan of the best of fives, but um, yeah, I'm going Flames in seven. Take it to the bank. 100% correct. I will say Flames in six. And I have a feeling that goaltending could potentially be an issue. Mm. I don't know. That's just me going off of nothing. But <laughs> um, I think that with a longer series, we could see maybe a little bit of uh, Big Save Dave. I don't know. I think but, the goaltending won't be an issue in this series for the Calgary just because the Stars' offense like sucks. Like it, it was bad in the regular season. These two teams combined had, I think, four players that had fifty or more points in the regular <laughs> oh, season. That's so sad. And I believe it was Calgary with three of the four. Uh, so just one star had fifty points. And you know they have Sagan and they have Ben and they have Joe Pavelski, who's always you know solid in the playoffs. So mm -hmm. the talent's there. Like I'm. Maybe I'm not I'll take that back then. Yeah, I'm not convinced Dallas's <laughs> offense is going to be awful in the playoffs just because they do have guys who are capable of performing in the playoffs. But based on the evidence, I don't think um, it's going to be a huge threat to 
Calgary's goaltending. Like against Winnipeg, we were so scared because it was yeah. Shifley and Line, Cal Connor, and then Dallas. Like there's names, like there's star power on that team, um, but it's definitely not to the same level of even Winnipeg. So there's hope, I think, that Calgary's goaltending won't be an issue. But then again, like if it is, if you're gonna run into, if like the Flames start giving up goals to the stars of all people, then it's it's gonna be like, oh my god, we really got to change something up here. Uh, so I guess there is potential, but. I'm liking the flame side of things in terms of goaltending not being an issue. Uh, let's see. Do you have any predictions for like the flames top three stars or even like one star? The, like an, the, M, the series MVP. I think Matthew Kachuk is going to be a much bigger factor in this series than he was in last series. No. Ooh. So like last series, the Shifley incident happened. And then after that, it was kind of, you know, nothing too much came big out of Matthew Kachuk. Um, you know, he fought Blake Wheeler and then the Jets kind of were more focused on winning as opposed to getting revenge on him. So they just kind of left Kachuk alone. But I think Kachuk versus Corey Perry has like high, high, okay. high potential to get disastrous. So um, I think Kachuk is going to be in the spotlight virtually every game this series, whereas last series is kind of game one caused a big big stir and then after that it was a little bit more quiet from his end Um, i still remember when the most chaotic thing of 2020 i mean granted it wasn't even 24 hours into the year but uh corey perry headshotting um i can't remember who it was but during the winter classic and having to do the walk of shame right which was like a three minute walk of shame yeah and everybody kind of put like uh sounds over it and like spongebob's like shoes or squidward or whatever like walking out it was simpler times <laughs> Corey perry is probably my least favorite player to watch yeah. in the nhl so you yeah. know like the flames had have seen a lot of him from his days in in anaheim and you know even a playoff series or two against perry and then we all know what happened in the regular season to calgary when they were in anaheim it was just a disaster so i'm not necessarily liking the fact that they drew the team Corey perry happens to play on um but you know Kachuk, like I said, will be a huge factor in that. But also Milan Lucic, who, if he plays like he did against Winnipeg, um, will, will again be another big factor. So, you know, I think the Flames have the options to neutralize Corey Perry, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to the fact that I'll have to watch this guy play for what I think is going to be seven games. Yeah, I he just he gets under my skin and not in like a fun way, like a Kachuk or Brad Marchand like it's just like a I would much rather not see you on my television (laughs) I know I know like Brad Marchand gets a lot of flack around the league Mm -hmm. I I'm kind of on the side where you know just because the Flames have Matthew Kachuk and I've watched that team for so long Mm -hmm. um, I kind of understand you know where the Bruins fans are coming from with Marchand so I can I have some level of appreciation for him and he also is a really good player and and scores a lot Corey Perry is kind of past that point in his career he was that guy um but now he's a little older and now it's just like i just hate the guy because he's yeah. he doesn't really do anything he's just kind of an asshole on the ice so um that's, yeah we'll that's see. the best way to put it hopefully he plays really bad gets healthy scratch and i don't have to watch him play that would be Ugh. like ideal scenario that but would i don't be know if that'll nice. be happening um so i have flames in seven you have flames in six and you're yeah. sticking with flames in six i am well i don't know if this is good for flames fans because we I both had them losing last <laughs> series and then they won the series and now we both have them winning this series so you know obvious science would predict that they're going to lose this series now oh man 
still ahead in the show, we find out um, who gets the first overall pick tonight at the NHL draft and which team do we want to see win the lottery and which team do we want to see walk away with that first round pick? We'll tell you next. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to check out Locked on Jets with Harrison Lee as he has a full coverage of Winnipeg season coming to an end at the hands of the Flames. Oh, I love these lists because I think it is fantastic for everybody to really get a chance to think and today we are doing the most want most want to see win the lottery and the the least deserving sean who do you have uh with your least deserving my least deserving lottery winner for this draft lottery is definitely edmonton because they've won a thousand lotteries in the last two years <laughs> and I'm also going with Toronto and Pittsburgh. I couldn't pick one for either Mm -hmm. of the least or most deserving team to win or lose the lottery. So I'm going with three teams that least deserve to win it, which would be Edmonton, Toronto, and Pittsburgh. All kind of for similar reasons. Like Edmonton's obviously on their own because they've won so many lotteries recently. But all three teams have amazing star power uh, with Connor McDavid. And then Toronto has a bunch of players, even though they can't really play together very much at all. Uh, And then Pittsburgh obviously has Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Um, it would be great to see Alexis Lafreniere play on either of those teams because, you know, it'd be a good team getting even better. Um, yeah. I just, it just drives me nuts when like the Leafs lost their series last night and there was like a minute of like Leaf fans just going crazy and losing their mind on their team. But then <laughs> after that minute was over, it was like Photoshop time of, you know, putting Lafreniere yeah. in the Leaf jersey. And that's just like, it's almost like an entitlement where it's like, oh, we're Leaf fans. So uh, we just lost the series. But don't worry, guys, because now we're moving on to being happy again because we're going to get the first overall pick. And, you know, just because of Leaf Twitter's general entitlement to getting the first overall pick, they're on my list of least wanting to see. Pittsburgh's just too good. They've won way too much recently mm-hmm. in the last, I guess, decade. So they don't need it. And then Edmonton has won way too many lotteries. So those are the three standouts on my least deserving list. How about you? Who do you least want to see win the lottery tonight? Um, Toronto. I think it's ridiculous that this is how um, the first round pick is being decided. I, It's ridiculous. Like, if you were good enough to play in a qualifying round series, you are not deserving <laughs> of a first overall pick. Um, I also really don't know how Toronto is going to manage this contract with their um, cap space disaster. So I just, I don't want to see Toronto <laughs> happy at all, really. I think Toronto would be okay. If, I think if Toronto won the lottery and got Lafreniere, I think there's a high, high chance that either Marner or Nylander gets traded this year, yeah. um, which would be, you know, and Mike DiStefano, like we said on Lockdown Leaks, will get you taken care of with all of this conversation. But just quickly, I think if, if Toronto wins the lottery, there's a high chance one of their big three guys gets traded for the cap relief. But then they also, you know, they say, hey, we have Lafreniere, who for three years is going to be on an entry level deal. Um, it just kind of makes it lot easier to justify trading away one mm. of their big players which they might even do anyways if they lose the lottery uh, 
But like I said, Toronto's Twitter entitlement last night oh. was off the charts. And like 12% chance to win the lottery is not that great. Like I think it should no. be more thought of as 88% chance that you don't get the first overall pick. Um, yeah. But And Toronto's not the only fan base guilty of this, but people rode that 12.5% like like it's almost like a 99% chance to win. <laughs> like every team who lost in the qualifying round instantly turned into Lafreniere observers and we're like okay well we lost the round but that's okay because we're gonna get Lafreniere and everyone did it so yeah um, but Toronto just took it to a whole nother level how about the other side the happy side of this which team do we most want to see win the lottery Jess I'm gonna go with Winnipeg I just I think that you know they need some young blood up in there and that talent and I think it would be good to I don't, they don't need a necessarily, necessarily like a full rebuild, but something to work with. <laughs> right. I also have Winnipeg on my list, especially like, I think the, the guilt factor of seeing them lose so many players due to injury in this playoffs, yeah. like I almost just want them to win the lottery just so they kind of have something They came away from this playoffs with, you know, at least something as opposed to just a really disappointing loss to the Flames. Um, So Winnipeg's also on my list. I want to see Lafreniere go to Florida as well. Um, I don't know why. No one probably has Florida on their most deserving lottery list, but um, I think he would be really interesting on that team. They do have some talent there. They just haven't been able to put it together. Um, But it's only their first year this year under Joel Quenville, so next year will be their second um, that can only be a good thing is having, you know, the best coach in the NHL uh, get a tighter grip on the team as, as the more time he spends there. And then obviously mixing in Lafreniere into that environment. Um, I think Florida could probably be, you know, I think we've been saying this for like seven years, just waiting for Florida to kind of take that next step. But I think if they won this lottery, they could really actually do it under that, under the guidance of Joel Quenville. So um I want him to go to either Winnipeg or Florida. And I kind of feel like he's going to go somewhere random, maybe Minnesota or Nashville. But um, if I had it my way, he'd be going to Winnipeg or Florida. That would be nice. And I know that um, Florida is looking for a new GM. So maybe, you know, there'll be a few positives. That'd be an easy job to walk into if you won the lottery and like, okay, now we need a GM. Who's it going to be? Yeah, <laughs> it uh, could be interesting. But coming up tomorrow, it's already going to be game day. We'll get you all set for the Flames and Stars first game. You can follow us on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto and at Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. Don't forget to subscribe and to listen to Locked On Stars with Josh Clark and Kevin Nash, as the two of those guys will have you covered from Dallas's perspective all series long. All righty, Sean, we will talk tomorrow for game one. I can't believe it. It's game day already. We're back into having actual <laughs> hockey to talk about. I'm excited for it, Jess. We'll chat tomorrow. Yes.